Growing up, we lived on 10 acres of Pacific Northwest forest, and running along the edge of it was the Chehalis River. My brother and I spent hours playing and swimming there as children. We would run down the steep access road in flip-flops and somehow not break our necks, and then fling our towels up into the trees so that our kleptomaniac dog, Sugar, wouldn't steal them and bury them somewhere in the woods. And then we would splash and swim and catch little newts for hours. The road down to the river was often trod by children playing, and it was big enough that you could actually drive a four-wheel drive down. So my dad would bring the mower down there and mow the lawn right next to the, right next to the river and set it up for games and picnics for friends and folk from the church. I have so many fantastic memories of swimming and playing in that little swath of the shadeless. In the winter, it would swell enough for fishing boats, but in the summer, it was less than two feet all the way across with a couple of deep pits that we would swim in and play in. The Chehalis and the woods that surrounded it were central to our childhood. A couple of months ago, when my sister and my mother and I visited our old home, the new owners asked us about the road to the river. Uh, the new owners are staff at a local church, and one of their congregants is a childhood friend of mine, and so when she heard that they bought our old house, she said, have you played at the river? And they said, well, how do you get there? And she said, well, there's this road. You just need to find the road to go down to the river. But try as they might, they couldn't find the road. So my sister and I, first of all, were surprised that they couldn't find it, this big road in the middle of a dense forest. It's kind of hard to miss, but we offered to take them there. And as we walked the familiar route um, that our muscles remembered, we got to the very top of the road, and there was no road. You could not even tell where the road used to be. The topography was so vastly different. We can only attribute it to the clear, the clear cut that had happened on a neighboring property. But instead of a road, there was a sheer drop off. No sign of it. I walked, ran, and drove that road hundreds of times, and I was flabbergasted that it was gone. And if anyone would ask me how to get to the river, I would have explained where the road was. And if they couldn't find it, I would have really judged their observation skills. But I saw it with my own eyes. The road was gone without a trace. The river that we played in and brought so much joy to our childhood is still there, waiting to be enjoyed. But the old road is gone, so the new owners are going to have to find a new way down. All of our texts this morning point to finding a new way. The Malachi text encouraged the community be, to be transformed by the fire of God so that they might be raised up for a new day in God. The church at Philippi was encouraged to use discernment to determine the right course of action in the Spirit of God. And John the Baptist shouted into the chaos of the wilderness that there is a new thing coming. And the topographical maps of religion needed to be tossed aside so that you could catch the stream of the Holy Spirit through the wilderness and watch as new life came to dead places. Valleys made low, 
of valleys made high, mountains made low. Christianity is not a formula or a map or a how-to. I wish it were. It would be such a relief. If we could simply do ten nice things per day, pray before every meal, and go to church most Sundays, because, you know, the Seahawks, and have that be Christianity, that would be fantastic. So finite, so attainable, so straightforward. But our faith journey is not like that. Our faith journey is different based on each different, unique person. Each different, unique moment. Our God is so incredibly creative that every snowflake is different. Even in one winter storm where you look up in the darkness and see thousands falling from the sky, it's difficult to fathom. But scientists confirm that it is incredibly unlikely for two snowflakes to be exactly the same. In a world where even drops of frozen weather are unique, how much more is humanity the children of God? Each of us is so wonderfully and beautifully made and the same in some ways and different in others, and each of us with our DNA, circumstances, habits, and families are unique and unparalleled. Having a one-size-fits-all faith would be impossible improbable, and frankly, wouldn't work. Even the days that, the, the ways that once worked for the same people are different now because we change constantly. Even from yesterday, last year, decades past. The road to the river from my childhood home only exists in memories. It does no good to help people enjoy the river today gone. Telling people the way to find it will only confuse and frustrate them. They have to trek and find a new way to get to that destination. Charting a different course and curating a different way for them to experience that beautiful swath of the Shehalis. In like manner, there is no exact roadmap in the Christian life. Siri or Alexa cannot tell us to turn right at 300 feet or exactly how to, to, to make or do this life. We are left to discern the leading of God in the moment and rely on our faith, experience, and God's grace to guide us in the direction we should go, moving in the flow of the Holy Spirit in streams of life where there was nothing but death. There is no roadmap, but there are ways that we can open our hearts to the streams of life and the Holy Spirit. It is not jumping through hoops as much as it is sitting and resting in the knowledge that the hoops will do no good, and that God is with us and offers the gift of God's presence in each unique, beautiful moment. We enter the refiner's fire that transforms us through a myriad of ways. Through opening our hearts to God's presence through prayer, meditation, dwelling in the word, service to others, spiritual reading, worship, community, enjoying God's creation, sometimes just that 
that jolt of energy from that first cup of coffee in the day can be enough to open our hearts that God is with us. And as MC Hammer so eloquently put it, you have to pray just to make it today. Open your hearts to God. Find the way forward in the creative spirit of God. Turn off the music in your car on the way to work if you have to. Meditate while you do the dishes. Whatever it takes to notice God's wondrous work around us constantly, do it. Open your eyes in each moment. So many ways to experience this life in the Spirit of God. As Lutherans, we know that we don't need to do anything to be saved. God's grace is sufficient for us and always comes down in never-ending supply. But if we want to respond to that grace and acceptance with something life-changing and world-changing for the love of Jesus, we need to be connected to the source. We need to see every trumpeter flying overhead, every blade of grass that's glittering and frozen, every little child acting like a wacko in front of us during children's church, all of those things are signs pointing to the goodness of God. Each moment, mundane, beautiful, or otherwise, as a moment to be in God's presence. We have a whole new church year laying ahead of us, waiting not only for us to proclaim, but embody the good news. Jesus in the Incarnation showed us that it is not enough simply to say, describe, set up rules, or make a formula for living the light and love of God, but one must simply live it. One day, hour, and as Cameron put it, second at a time. French poet Antoine de Saint-Exupéry wrote, if you want to build a ship, don't drum up people to collect wood and don't assign them tasks and work, but rather teach them to long for the endless immensity of the sea. If I had drawn a map for the new owners of the house I grew up in for them to get to the river, it would have been useless. But to tell them of the beauty of the river, the water that teems with life, and the joy that can be found there, it can inspire them to find their own way down. Each of you have been given a unique, wild, and wonderful life, and have been formed out of stardust to live it. Open your hearts to God in each moment and experience God's gift. Inspire others to do the same. Amen. Let's stand and sing together, Come Thou 